Coach Orgeron, um, you had 234 yards rushing in that game. How do you think your offensive line held up against that strong defensive front? Well, we're coming for it. And we're hungry. Go Coach, um, that didn't really answer my question. I asked, how did the old line hold up against the stout defensive line? <clears throat> Go Tigers. All right. All right, and that's Coach O in the studio live with the Beer Bottle QBs. I'm just kidding. That's our producer, Ben. You all probably know that. All right, we got Ben. Coach O walking out here, man. (laughs) You did sound like Coach O, Ben. It was pretty good. Pretty good. So we have two distinguished guests, both recurring, recurring guests, been on the podcast quite a bit. Our number one recurring guest, Colin Groves. Everyone give him a round of applause. Thanks for coming on, Colin. Howdy, boys. Thanks for having me again. Big weekend coming up. Oh, yeah. Big weekend. Huge weekend. And then we have our producer, Ben. Hello. Another welcome, welcome addition. Probably our second most uh, been on guest. And then uh, co-host CJ. Have anything to say to the crowd? Hey, guys. Um, Just uh, excited for some OU Texas talk. I can't wait to hear these two argue. It's going to be pretty great. So we're going to start off, we're going to talk a little bit about last week. A couple good games, a lot of not-so-good games. we got to start off with the big one. Penn State, Ohio State. What do you think of the last play call, Colin? This is a tough game. This is a really tough game to watch. I was actually with some Penn State buddies as they were ripping out their hair. (laughs) Big, big Big disappointment. I didn't love the play call. I didn't love the fact that Penn State just relied on the run when Ohio State had been really susceptible through the air in recent weeks. They'd given up a lot of points recently to some garbage teams. And I thought that they could have been really exploited in that front. And Penn State, at the end of the day, they played not to lose, I thought. And that hurt them at the end of the game. You saw how Ohio State come out and attack 14 straight points. They went after it. They got it. And well-deserved, but I do think they're overrated, and I think that uh, they're going to beat this year. Yeah, I think everyone on this podcast can agree that the Big Ten sucks. But, yeah, it's a rough game. Siege, let's hear your thoughts about this one. Uh, I I bet you have some strong opinions. Never, ever run the ball on fourth and five. I think that's honestly ridiculous. Why do you limit yourself to a running play on fourth and five? You roll your quarterback out. You give him an option because most of the time there'll be something where you have a chance. When you run the ball, if the run, if one thing goes wrong, if one lineman jumps a gap or a lineman or a linebacker jumps a gap, your play is dead in the backfield. It, Dude, it's let's ridiculous. Not forget, let's not forget Trace McSorley is at fault on this too. They stacked the box. They had like eight defenders in the box. He, as a veteran quarterback, should be able to audible out of that and get into something else. I mean, this was like an easy read, too. I'm dumb as hell when it comes to football. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they this was simple. Six guys in the box, only five guys to block them. It's typically in the spread systems. That's typically an auto, auto out read because you have – it looked like they had man-to-man coverage probably. I couldn't see the coverage because the run blew it up so quick. They also stunted yeah. into it like – the number yeah. two came across, couldn't have been more perfectly like, and that's not a run stunt. It was a pass stunt, but he came up the middle, just yeah. blew him up. Like, man, it was that was wild play. Ben, did you, did you watch that one or were you out at the, the frat party? I saw you all had a pretty epic 
frat build going on. You can talk a little yeah. bit about that if you'd like. Yeah, we had a party this uh, weekend. It's time travel. We build all these, like, themed bars for it, like, different time periods. It was pretty fun, but I did catch the ending. Oh. And I don't know what to say. That's just classic Big Ten stupid gotta-run-the-ball shit. And, like, fuck that. <laughs> it, it's just... That's... I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about with the stunt, too. Like... The gap just opened right up for that too. Like it was perfect. It, I was just like, "Wow!" It was, oh, it was like. I just, I don't know why you would limit yourself to, and you, you, you think that you can get five yards on fourth and five by running the ball. I get that you're trying to be, you know, new, like sneaky, because everybody in the world thinks you're going to throw a pass. But you should throw a pass. Like it just it opens up so much. And Trace McSorley had 175 yards on the ground. He's a leading rusher of the game, also. So I don't know why you take the ball out of your hand, out of the hands of your best player on offense. You just handicap yourself. Yeah, I mean, agreed. Completely. The Colts crazy. couldn't even do four and five, like fourth and five, with a pass this weekend. And somehow Penn State thought, Nah, we got that. It's covered. Yeah, I mean they had to go for it, but the the yeah that was that was a rough play. All right, guys, let's turn it to the floor. I all, I thought all the other games kind of sucked. Like Stanford Notre Dame game was a blowout. The Michigan yeah. Northwestern game was a close game, but it was just ugly. You got uh-huh. OU Baylor scored about a million points. Uh, it was a very classic OU Baylor game, except for OU just borked them. And then I mean, did y'all have any other standout games you wanted to talk about before we got into the thick of OU Texas? How about Arkansas showing a little bit of life against A&M? That was, I mean, neutral stadium, probably half Arkansas, half A&M. But they, I mean, they held in it a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we're overrating A&M or if we're, we're certainly not underrating Arkansas. They're pretty <laughs> Hey, I've got a question for you, Blake. Oh, I, I, Is North Texas the best football team in the state of Texas? <laughs> the only undefeated one. one. Oh, North God. Texas is pretty good, but... I will not. Let's let's go with this. So how about the Jimbo Fisher that people are freaking out on Twitter? Grab the dude's face mask. Honestly, I've seen this a million times all over the place. Like, this is a football thing. Like, it happens football, every single happened. game. He grabbed an Aggie player's face mask? Yeah, he mask? grabbed his face mask and was, like, yelling at him. You know, a classic coaching sh- move. Oh, no, Twitter was losing their mind. People are saying they should fire him. People are saying he should be suspended. It's like... If you just go search Twitter, there's some articles like SV Nation guys saying it's the most atrocious thing he's ever seen. I want to get y'all got y'all's thoughts on it because, like, I thought it was – I didn't even think it was a big deal. No, it's like, not it's a big casual. deal. I got, when I play football, I got my face masked by a coach whenever I fucked up. You know, it's like – it's a tool. You grab it. They get in your face. They tell you, you you fucked up, and you're like, yeah, okay, I won't do that again, coach. It means you won't do that. Like, it works. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty standard. Cost. It also like, doesn't hurt at all. Yeah, if something grabs painful. your face mask, it's like it's not a big deal. It's like, oh, hey, come here, and you just like turn your neck down or yeah, up it slightly like, jerks your neck. That's it, slightly. <laughs> just like a little yeah, hurt. but on the other side of things, you are in a day and age when you can't touch anyone outside of outside of sports. Like, if everything yeah, is so crazy. highly scrutinized right now, you're under a microscope. You know, yeah. you're right about that. Just, that's just the nature of it. The internet is soft. Twitter is even softer. The pacification of football. Yeah, you, you have a pretty good point. Uh, 
Jimbo Fisher probably makes enough money to be smarter than that. But football coaches, they're, they're passionate guys. They're getting into it. He probably didn't think a second of it after no. it happened. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right, Colin. That's why I think football is inevitably doomed. It's going to be outlawed. But we'll, we'll have another podcast about that later when it's uh, closer. Uh, Hopefully in I 15 years or 30 years or 100 years maybe. I would bet money if somebody went back and watched all the game film of almost every single coach in the in NCAA football, they've grabbed a player's face mask one time in a game. Can almost guarantee that. The only person who I can't see doing that is like Dabo Sweeney, because he's just like the friendly coach. But like every other oh, coach, I don't yeah, know. I've seen go. Dabo. Dabo gets after him sometimes. Really? I can see that. I, I okay. Mean, I, okay. I can see it. I think. Uh, He's pretty nice, but you also see him yelling at kids whenever they mess up. So, uh, all right, well, I, well, I think the uh, the end of the day that we agreed that the internet and Twitter is soft. Colin said it best. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not football guys. Not football guys. <laughs> just not football guys. All right, guys, I think it's time to, to get into the thick of it. What we're all here for, the big shabawi, the Red River Showdown, in Dallas, Texas, I believe we will all be in the area, except for maybe CJ. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I will not be going to the game. I'll be at a my girlfriend's birthday brunch, so shout out. Lots of fun. Shout out. Um, Jamie. Shout out, shout out Jamie. So, <laughs> well, that sounds right. just as fun as the game. And it will be just as fun as the game, yes. Jamie, when you listen to this, remember that I said that. All right. <laughs> so this Mark is going to be a good points. one. This is going to be a lot of fun. And... We're going to do it the Battle Royale, just like last year. We had it with Brooks, Ben's older brother, and Colin, or and William, one of Colin's friends from, from high school. Those were the two parties. <clears throat> and so, you know, we're going, to, we're going to let the favorite have the floor first. You have as much time as you want to lay down your case as to why OU is going to win, if or if not they're going to cover, and just how you think the game's going to go. So are we going to say the line is at seven and a half? Yes, it is. So God, we'll get right. We'll get, Bet that we'll, line. Bet it all day long. Sorry. <laughs> no, I I fully support taking OU on this one hundred percent. I think oh, that's that what I'm saying. Take OU. It's, it's a pretty easy decision, right? I mean, OU puts up points like none other, and this. But the main reason that this is going to continue to happen is history. Oh, history. 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 Oh, man. Okay, let's let's hear about a little bit of the history, Colin. Oh, I mean, OU has just, like, since 09, has just owned the record. And it's just going to keep happening like that. Um, Kyler Murray is even better than where Baker was last year at this time. Here's a stat for you. Kyler Murray, since we're a stats podcast here. (laughs) <laughs> Kyler Murray whoa, whoa, don't spread s- that fake news. <laughs> Kyler Murray is the second highest QBR through five weeks in the last 15 years. Well, besides Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah. I pronounced besides that completely right. Tua, this year, Kyler has the highest through five weeks. He's it's on fire. The only way you can stop them is if you run the ball like Navy did and just control the clock where Navy owned the had possession for more than like 75% of the game, which was horrible to watch. But that being said, the secondary is tackling better. It's led by Murray, the linebacker who set records for tackles in a game for Oklahoma. 
The defensive front seven is much more talented than it's been in the past. They're starting to bring it together, even though they're a really, really young team. Offensively, you've got the best offensive line in the Big 12, hands down. You've got the best receivers in the Big 12, hands down. You've got the best quarterback in the Big 12, hands down. You're weak at running back, but have you seen Kyler run? This dude has just bursts. It's unbelievable. He is he fast. Has 250, he's 250 rushing yards this year, and they're not even using him in the run game yet. They're just now incorporating that. There's too many different ways that Oklahoma can continue to vary the offensive playbook, get people involved. You had games where Hollywood didn't even catch a pass, and that's just how talented they are on the offensive side of the ball. You just can't keep up with them. They're going to score. Their defensive is going to make a stop or two, and that's all they need. It's the same thing that it's been. It's year after year. This is how it's going to be for Oklahoma until our defensive coordinator gets fired. But it's working with Lincoln up top. And, and, and 33 points to Baylor was not great last. So I have one question. This is a quote from an anonymous Texas player that said, um, so Kyler Murray, yeah, that baby soft baseball bitch, we're going to take him out in one play. Do you have any thoughts about that, Colin? Do you think that Kyler Murray is a baby soft baseball bitch? I guarantee I can guess that football player in three tries. <laughs> um, that football player is not real. That's a quote oh. by me. Fucking lying to me. Damn. So yeah, I, guess, I would believe that they said that. <laughs> Especially so, yeah, uh, if, if we were to say one player, it's Brecken Hager. Like he's yeah, the one Hager would have absolutely on said that. And everything. I'm sure but he if has. If I didn't admit to making up that quote, then everyone would think that there was an actual quote, and we'd be a whole stymie of different problems. All right, so Colin, uh, any comments on that? You gotta fucking catch him. Oh, that's Are true. You... That's a good point. That's a pretty good answer to that uh, comment. So I'll mark that down as you have to catch him. All right, so that's a pretty compelling argument, CJ. What did you think about that argument? No, I I like. I mean, OU has just stomped everybody up to this point. They really haven't been, except for Army. But, you know, it's Army. If you're not ready for the triple option, it'll eat you up. But they, they found a way to win. I mean, OU has just looked like a machine this year, to be honest. Like, really just a machine. I mean, I like all of Colin's points. I do think that this is going to be the first kind of real test for Kyler Murray with a real defense. Because, oh, uh, you know, Texas has a good defense. And I'm interested to see how he responds to, you know, a couple, a couple stops because I think Texas is capable of making a few stops. Yeah, I like. It. I mean, it's a lot of good points there. A lot of good points. Now it's time for Ben's rebuttal. Ben, it's your time for the floor. You just listened to Colin tell you how bad OU is going to beat y'all. Which I mean, he made some valid points. Kyler Murray's pretty fast. They have some really good receivers. Defense, I don't, I don't know about. Mike Stoops is always a wild card, so. Ben, what, let's, let's hear what you have to say. Well, first, to address that uh, history comment, I went ahead and did a little Google on the uh, oh, total, total record. And it's a 6146 UT. Oh, uh, your, your domination since 2009 includes two Texas victories. One, when we had Case fucking McCoy. 
<laughs> and so, if we can beat y'all when y'all are potential playoff candidates and we had Case McCoy, I think we can do it anytime. This year, we're scrappy, man. We're coming at you with everything we got, and they're fighting like crazy. So I think I don't got much else to say. I don't. I can list off every player we have, what, who's good, who's bad. But like right now, we're just scrappy and we're just coming at it with so everything. So with that scrappy, oh you, Ben. I actually scrappy? so I have uh, so so scrappy. You had some a couple wins in the past ten years, and then quoting back to the nineteen fifties. Oh, in the past. <laughs> oh, oh, that's. I mean, that's a good comeback. So Ben, the the, the really the big thing. But you're is, the one that brought up history. But, like, last 10 years, there have been some close ones. There's been some close ones. Uh, Texas, over the last five years, forgot how to win and is just now remembering uh, Mm -hmm. as their fan base will show. So, Ben, this this is uh, something that's being thrown around hot on the streets, that the only way that Texas can possibly beat OU is if they've converted to the triple option this week. Ben, any rumors around campus <laughs> that Texas is converting to the triple option? That would be the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. That would, I would, I would, I would surprise change ever. my bet. <laughs> that, would, that would be the biggest surprise ever, but, like, <laughs> just no way. Also, I don't, what I a big... Crazier things have happened. What a big fuck you to OU if you do the triple option in Oklahoma like used it. to do that. They won national championships with it. They used to paint the triple option on the field They've actually built the field up into like a hill so that the opposing team could not see onto OU's side for part of the triple option. Like, that would be a huge middle thing of shit history of OU for sneaking hit by history. I think, I mean, I would have all new respect for Tom Herman if he comes out and starts running the wing T triple option. Just out of I, the gate. For that to happen, he would have had to see the Navy game and be like, okay, that works, and then start practicing the triple option like from that t- point on, on, and then maybe they'd get it down in time. Indeed, so he it's wouldn't not a, have to do that. He would, yeah. There's a lot of concepts in the triple option that you can use in the spread option. Yeah. The, the, the whole time control thing is uh, kind of where things go for a loop. All right, so then one more, one more quote from anonymous Oklahoma player. <laughs> he said, "Yes, yeah, Sam. Sam, what's his name? Sam. Sam Ellinger. He's going to be too drunk on the at 11 a.m. kickoff for him to be able to throw the ball straight. Uh, thoughts on that, Ben? <laughs> well, I, did, I will say I did, that Sam did make an appearance at our party uh, after they got back from the K State game. But you see, he does, he does it after the game. Oh, after, after the game. game. Okay, that's which good. is responsible. Which is okay." Before the game would be problematic. After the game, that's okay. I can. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, it's natural. Yeah, hey, Josh, Josh Gordon was pretty good drunk. Josh Gordon was yes, pretty he good was. drunk. Josh Gordon was really Very good drunk. Some would say that Casey Paul was pretty good drunk as well. Casey Paul was pretty good drunk. Well, that's all right. I mean, some, Todd Some Reesing. would say some of those guys played better when they were drunk than when they were sober. So. Todd Reesing, the, the a rumor I heard from some KU friends is that the the day before the Missouri Kansas game, the really big one or whatever, someone like found him on a park bench like three hours before the game passed out and had to wake him up and send him to the stadium. Mm. Unconfirmed. Well, but oh jeez, we remember Maurice Claret for Ohio State used to drink Hennessy before the game. Oh, yeah, Henny, Henny, Henny. Johnny Manziel yeah, the, pulling was apparently and he was the best running back in the NCAA. Yeah. So all right, I mean, I guess I kind of just walked myself into that one. 
Man. There's also Randy Moss in that 30 for 30 talking about how like, before high school games, he would just like smoke like three blunts and chug a bottle of whiskey. And he did that into college until he got in trouble for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's probably something that's like Randy Moss. Pretty big. All right. Well, that's a pretty good argument, I think. So we're, me and Siege. Siege, who do you think won? And give me your prediction for the game. Who do I think won the argument? If you're just going off argument, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go Colin Groves on this one. He uh, presented some points because I think I think uh, Kyler Murray and uh, the receivers beat out scrappiness. I, um, I really like. Yeah, just you wait. Though. Just you wait. <laughs> All right, I'm so I'm gonna, see, I'm gonna see, a, a who do I think prediction. wins this game? Um, I think OU is a monster this year. I really do think they're very good. Their defense is definitely shaky, but I I think their offense can score more points than their defense is going to let up, at least against Texas. Yep. So I, I, I think OU wins, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I, you know, I, mean, I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's probably going to be 48-35, something like that. Okay. I like that score. Uh, so 48-35. So you're, are you saying that it's Oklahoma will cover? I'm saying Oklahoma will cover late with a late touchdown. Oh, late touchdown, a backdoor cover. Interesting yep. call. Ben's shaking his head. He doesn't like that one. He doesn't like that it's, one at all. It's absolutely not to be a backdoor. There's no way we're, we're like, dropping the lead any further at the end. Like, <laughs> it's be a backdoor. Like, I'd say if we lose, I'd say we cover the spread. Oh, this is okay. always this is a tight game. A big but if we're we not going to lose. I like yeah. I liked your scrappiness argument a lot because it's, it's kind of hard to just, like, go against that. Like, it's, what do I say against that, Siege? I mean, yeah, y'all, TCU had all the all the better athletes and everything and on Texas us. Texas has paid for that. <laughs> I am going to go with Colin, uh, just slightly edging you out, but I love the scrappiness comment, but he did have a little bit more ammo. OU has looked very good, aside from the Army game this year. So I also think OU's going to win. I think it's going to be somewhat of an ugly game. So I think it's going to be like a 24-21 OU win. They do not cover, in my opinion. I think it's going to be an ugly defensive battle to an extent because I don't. Austin, Texas has a hard time scoring points. I, I think OU they they struggled against Army's defense, so it's very possible that they struggle against a talented Texas team. So I, that's what I'm going with. I'm going with OU edging out a win, and we're going to finish this off with a with our favorite little segment, and it has to do with the Texas State Fair. So Colin Ben. Give me your top two things you're most excited for at the Texas State Fair. That can be things you've had in the past. That can be things you're excited for on the new roster. I'm going to try to make it out there this weekend, so I have a couple things on the new roster that I'm looking forward to. Siege, you can also jump in with any of your Texas Ooh. Fair experiences. Ben, okay. since uh, we're all going against uh, Texas for this one, we're going to let you start. <laughs> Thank you for, for your pity. Um... That wasn't pity. That was just <laughs> kindness of my heart. Um, Blake well, is very kind. Very kind. I, when I go to State Fair, I just go for anything fried. So Oreos, Twinkies. Okay. I had a fried pretzel last year, which was not much different than a regular pretzel. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> but fried. Um, and then uh, that's really all I go to the State Fair for. <laughs> It's the fried shit. Well, that's, I mean, I don't that's this, quite a big part of it. So, What's this new roster stuff you're talking about? Uh, I'll, I'll read them all off to you at the end. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah. There's, some, there's some stuff you might want to look out for this year. 
Colin, let's give me some of your faves. Uh, the two I go to, Halftime Beer Garden, right okay. outside the Cotton Bowl, and then uh, Ibuprofen that's in my pocket to take care of the uh, hangovers that'll happen. There you go. Wow. Okay. I like so these it. are two, these are two like State it. Fair veterans, so take their word, people. All right, Siege, what do you got? Oh, I'm going with the classic turkey leg to start oh, off. Oh, okay. Always got to get one. a turkey leg when you go to the State Fair. Forgot about my tur- the turkey legs. The That's my number two. Turkey amazing. legs. Amazing. And then oh. also, I'm going to go a little out. I always like to get myself a nice lemon chill. Okay. Hmm. A lemon chill. Siege. That Those are a, great. You know, it's hot very, outside, a uh, little bit. The sun's out. Yeah. You, Snag yourself a nice little lemon chill. Go that is a softer answer than Twitter's response to football. <laughs> and that's also you know, kind like, of you're hating on. How do you hate on lemon chills? Well, it's kind of something you can get at any sporting. Like, who hates <laughs> lemon chills? You don't. You hate America if you hate lemon chills. Can't you get a lemon chill at any uh, like sporting thing? It's not really like special to the state there. <laughs> yeah, but it just tastes better. It's like the SEC. It just means more. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Lemon chill, as American as apple pie. You, I can guarantee you that's the first time anyone listening to this podcast has ever heard that. And I, I, I like it, Siege. I like a good lemon chill. They're Everybody a, likes a good lemon Next good time, next time you're at a game, a sporting event, buy a lemon. Remember, CJ told you this. Buy a lemon chill. You won't regret it. I promise. You won't regret it. You're going to be like, oh, wow, this is really good and refreshing. There's like 80 things I would rather have. <laughs> love it. Then name all 80 right now, go. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a pretty good I'm comeback. waiting. I'm waiting. All right. Pretzels, Cokes, beers, ice creams, peanuts, Cracker right, Jack, keep going, keep going. Before Cracker Jacks over a lemon chill? Get out of my house, man. Get out of my house. <laughs> Cracker Jacks are the most overrated snack ever. But you oh, get you a want toy. sweet popcorn? All right, so what I'm going to list off a couple of It's ice. delicious. I'm going to list off delicious. Cracker Jacks are delicious. <laughs> I've, we've gone so far off the rails, I don't even know what we're talking about now. Are we talking about Cracker Jacks? No, we're, so we're back to the official the lemon, lemon chill, chill podcast. Let's get back on. Have you ever had the strawberry lemon chill? The get strawberry the chill. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> the strawberry lemon chill is pretty darn good. <laughs> All right, so here, we're going to get back to the state fair. Some of the new items, uh, let's just start the Cherish Herbert Champagne. It's a Pixie Sticks Ooh. Cherry Sherbert Champagne. It looks very fancy. Uh, champagne? Fletcher's Cheesy Pup. It's a Fletcher's corn dog with just filled with melted cheese, which like, sounds oh my. like a heart attack, but sounds like That sounds pretty time. good. I need that. Yeah. I need that. So Bacon Brittle. It's like bacon candy, like caramel bacon all mixed together. So it's an interesting looking one. A frozen hot chocolate used Ew, with Ghirardelli yeah, Psycho like, Mix. That be known that's in the chocolate. Lemon Chill family. <laughs> lemon Chill family. That's in the Lemon Chill umbrella. <laughs> it's either cold chocolate, like cold liquid chocolate, or it's chocolate ice cream. Like. It's like it's it's just using the, the Ghirardelli hot chocolate mix, and it's just like a So it's cream. just – so it's literally frozen chocolatey water. So it's a uh, lemon chill. Yeah, it looks better than that, but yeah, essentially. It's got It's a chocolate lemon chill. Yeah, it's it's mixed with milk, not water, so it's got a little more froth. Why would you That's just ice why cream? Why would you just get ice cream? 
That's uh, ice cream. That's what ice cream is. I don't know. Like, like, milk and, and chocolate milk <laughs> and sugar. marketing <laughs> bullshit they're <laughs> trying to pull. That's it's fucking essentially a chocolate, chocolate shake. It's a chocolate shake. Yeah, you, you caught on to them. You're a deli trying to slide one past you. All right, so next one. This I one's better. Three bucks extra for that shit. Southern fried chicken nachos. Like, looks pretty dope. That's fried pico de gallo. Another one. Which sounds that? pretty awesome. Oh, fried this is, pico de gallo. No, de gallo. It basically looks like a like a, a southwestern egg roll, just with pico instead. This one we can all we can all get behind. I think it's it's orange Julia's beer mosa. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds like oh, brunch in the uh, brunch in an old cup. All right, let's see what else we have. Oh, King Crispy Coconut Crab Sliders. Mm, Kool-Aid Piccadilly Sangria. Out. Fried Cup of Corn Elotes, which looked dope. Oh, yeah, I'm in for that. Yeah. Fried like Corn? A, Hell, uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fried oh, up. Speak Spanish. With cheese. It looks phenomenal. And then the final, this one is I'm actually going to go get because it sounds dope. It's a corn dog ale from... Oh, I've had true. that. I've had, beer, had that. It's beer that tastes I've like had that. It's good. It's they like had corn, it at I'll the read the full Houston Rodeo. I'll read the full description for you. Corn Dog Ale is an amber ale brewed with a blend of pale two ale barleys, caramel malt, and smoked malt. We had a proprietary blend of eight herbs and spices to brew kettle. The combination of subtle smokiness and spices evoke the flavor and aroma of a classic delicious corn dog. The flavor experience only complete... When the beer is served with a traditional condiment, yellow mustard. What? Hashtag guys being dudes. Guys being mustard in the beer? It's a mustard rim. So it's a little I mustard rim. Ooh. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be like, tasting mustard as I'm drinking beer. What the well, fuck? I mean, it's a corn dog beer. So, All right, I'm ladies and gentlemen. But I've had the corn dog beer, and Lauren got the uh, a funnel cake beer. Oh, the funnel cake beer. I heard about that one. I want to get yeah, that one as well. The funnel cake beer, way better than the corn dog beer. Really? Yeah, the beer is actually good. Once. Dope. All right. I'm pumped for this. This will be awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this, is, uh, this has been the first installment of this segment of the Beer Bottle QB's podcast. Texas vs. OU Royal Rumble 2.0, our second year in a row to do it. Now I'm gonna let, we're going to let Colin and Ben go. And enjoy the rest of the nights. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for coming. coming.